This is how we do it. And you're listening to the Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from the Asian American perspective. And hey everyone, welcome to the Collabcast, episode 95 for Thursday, November 24th, 2016. It's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving! The best holiday ever. Food! Yes. Gluttony! Mm, tryptophan! Definitely tryptophan. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's Thanksgiving. Yes. I'm having dinner right now. Yes, you are. <laughs> Recording and releasing this podcast, probably all at the same time. Oh, uh, keep the illusion alive. Hello, I'm your host, Marvin Yu. Joining me is Minji Chang, and we have a very special guest for this week's Thanksgiving holiday episode of the Collabcast. We are so thankful for him. Please, oh, hey, 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 please welcome Timothy John. Hello, Timothy John, <laughs> winner of Collaboration Star 2016. 2016. <laughs> How's it How's going, for man? you, Aaron? Really good. Yeah. Th- I'm, thank uh, you for joining us. Thanks for having me. How are you feeling for your first podcast ever? I am uh, incredibly nervous. <laughs> different kind of microphone. Yeah, definitely. And different kind of stage. It's very white in here. And <laughs> very luminescent. Color is white. Mm-hmm. We are not white. Oh, yes. 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 It's very uh, yellow and white. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's uh, week is it week two of this new world order we're in? It Apparently. It's felt like two years already. Yes, it has. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so long. How, Think how, happy thoughts, everyone. Well, no, I was genuinely like, I'm so glad you're here because you, Timothy, you too, Marvin, you too. But <laughs> well, I see you like all the time. But else? it's like a treat to have you here because, I mean, we've hung out at different collaboration events, but this is we get to sit down with you and catch up with you after all the hoopla the yeah. dust has settled a little bit. Yeah. Um, have you? How was your? How was the last? Like, how long has it been now? Two weeks? No. It's been like a week and a half. Week and a half. How's the last no, week? No, it's been like a week. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I don't it's know. I have no time. It's been about a week. a week and two days. How, how two has days. those? How have those nine days been for you? It has been great, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I forgot. But, I didn't, introduce timothy john completely timothy john is a singer songwriter out of orange county california sorry we had to backtrack a little i, I said he was yeah. the winner of collaboration start but i stopped there yeah but thank you marvin we have to assume people don't know what that means yes very true <laughs> tag team um and he won our um, national collaboration talent showcase this past last week last week um and is an amazing singer songwriter he has a great band um everyone's in love with your um your backup singer oh all i've been hearing yeah <laughs> new fan club yeah i know but yeah it's been um it's been really great but kind of weird because you know that like when you something great happens and then you gotta like go back into reality and, yes yeah and yeah i mean and then you gotta go to work and stuff but we have withdrawals like that's yeah. a real thing with yeah. us after every great event and this Gosh, is our yeah. job and we still don't want to go back to it yeah <laughs> we're, we're done right but see what? you guys later <laughs> right off in the sunset yeah <laughs> i'm glad you could take the time to be here and especially during the holiday time it gets a little bit crazy mm-hmm. and marvin has a lot to rant about christmas <laughs> i'm just okay so we can so obviously we're gonna talk more about tim and his music and his career and all the great things that he's doing and his introduction into asian american community because he was he's been very new to it yeah, yeah actually all um, the things all the things in our next segment but we always open up the podcast with a roundtable discussion for about what's on our minds in the world of pop culture, Asian America, and just whatever. Things. Things and stuff. Things and mm-hmm. stuff. This, that should just be the our the segment name of the name. segment, Things <laughs> and Stuff. Someone things please and stuff. Um, come up with a good <laughs> you, jingle You want to come us. up with the jingle oh, now yeah, that you're here? Yeah, yeah. It's Things and Stuff. Just give me stuff. a sec. 
<laughs> Marvin and Minji talk about things and stuff. Oh, that's pretty good. Plus, yes. <laughs> just have a little ding, 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 ding. I'm since Minji that segued for me because that's how segways work. Um, this is going to be my last rant this year about um, Christmas and Thanksgiving. Um, but I don't really want to like. I want to keep it posy, keep it positive. Um, a lot of people posy? have. Is yeah, that a new word? Have, that's a new thing. I it's like obvi. <laughs> very posy here. Um, people have rallied, and I've met kindred spirits in this resistance, this rebel alliance against tyranny of Christmas taking over the holiday season. This is such a big deal for him, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad. I'm glad to see it, people recognize that Christmas should wait its turn. You know, you got a couple more days. No, tomorrow you can start putting up your Christmas decorations. Take down the turkey stuff and pilgrim stuff and, you know, all that I stuff. I think it's a nice decoration when you have Thanksgiving happening and you're, like, acknowledging that it's Christmas time at the same time. A personally. Segway. I'm just segway. saying. But you're saying yes. No, wait I'm until just saying. I literally heard, like, I was at, um, I forgot where I was. I think I was at the DSW with my girlfriend last week. Um, because shoes, I guess. Um, and <laughs> they started like, I playing know it well. oh, yeah. Christmas music, and I almost lost it. I was like, only Marvin would. It's not time yet. No, Christmas. What's the ideal time after Thanksgiving? Like directly when Thanksgiving. That's when he's saying that's, that each holiday should have their own segmented time. I'm just saying because Christmas started technically here after Halloween, or like to me, I saw decorations yeah. before, before Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, I can see before Halloween. Yeah, before. Yeah, it went up in Walgreens like the week before Halloween. Oh, before Halloween. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I saw it. Okay, so yeah. I'm, I'm sure that, our listeners are sick and tired of me talking about this. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna. Keep it posy. Let's move on to um, what are With you guys' Thanksgiving plans? It's not new. That. It's it's been a young people thing for a long time now. Mm. Fellow young people have my back on this, right? Yes, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Um, oh, it's actually going to be like my first big family Thanksgiving. Like it's kind of weird. We usually just keep it like there's like five of us in the family, and it's usually just that like direct family, but. Like, my cousin, who I haven't seen, like, in 18 years, came to collaboration. Oh, my God. And then she was like, oh, my God, I want to join you for Thanksgiving and stuff. So, And then, like, my aunts, who, like, <laughs> oh, just fun. moved to Las Vegas and stuff, are coming, too. So there's going to be, like, 11, 12 people, maybe more. That's now, awesome. Now that Tim's, you know, famous. <laughs> Everyone's coming back. <laughs> Not hey, famous. buddy. <laughs> Everyone gather around the Remember fire. Timothy John's no. going to play us a song now. No, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah um, kind of similar to me. My parents are in town for the first time in, like, Four years, so we're gonna yeah. have a family Thanksgiving. Oh, that's awesome! So, um, my dad likes to get. My dad's already planning to like buy the biggest like roast beef, like prime rib roast he can find. Nice. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna do it upright. <sighs> do you guys get like turkey and like all the American stuff, or do you we do. bring in like with kimchi? With kimchi, oh. okay. Like that's the only way. Yeah, kimchi makes everything better. Asian. We make like the Asian style potato salad. I think that's the only thing. We have like a yeah. so you, two, usually two two thirds ratio American <laughs> to Asian. Good. Yeah, yeah. There's some noodles sometimes, and but I, no, I'd probably say seventy five percent, three to one. We but, do the turkey, we do the roast beef, and we do the big tub of potato salad, a Caesar salad sometimes. <sighs> I'm really hungry right now, corn. so I'm like starving. <laughs> the smell of. <laughs> What does your family, does your family do like the, because I hear like Filipino Thanksgiving is like insane. Yeah, we always have to talk about it first. We're like, we're like literally. Start the group thread. Yeah, no, we're like, what are we going to include? Like, are we going to do Filipino this time? A, a lot of it is like Christmas time is like, like pretty mm. Filipino. And then Thanksgiving's like, we'll bring in like a couple dishes, like they're Filipino. And a lot of it is just like the American traditional right. stuff. I feel like Thanksgiving is a, is a holiday that, because like Christmas is celebrated everywhere. Yeah, but Thanksgiving is definitely like American. I feel like it's one of the holidays that is, especially for Asian American families, is like truly Asian American, because it's literally taking someone like a tradition that's very, um, what's the word, unique to America and it's celebrating the pilgrims. it. Pilgrims, right? yeah, yeah. But then we also have like the Harvest Moon Festival, which honestly was not a thing for me growing up until recently. Like now we go out of our way to eat like. The rice cakes and things mm. like that. Right. That's and what you guys call Korean Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. I don't think we called it Chinese Thanksgiving. We just, we just called it the Mid-Autumn Festival. Yeah, it's Autumn yeah. Festival. It's yeah. like Autumn Harvest Moon. So there's many names. It's a harvest festival. It's a harvest much. festival, yeah. yes. Or the fall harvest. The fall bounty. 
I'm really happy you guys are having family Thanksgivings, though, because mine is going to be very, very different this year for the first time. And I'm queen Thanksgiving. So I get Marvin. I understand your pain. Really? But I, don't, I feel like you don't have my back in this fight. I have yeah. your back in all times, but I'm also like your devil's advocate. I'm also your. I mean, your, he's a secret Christmas sympathizer. I'm not. I'm just officially Marvin's bulbuster. That's all. Oh, okay. um, but so I have cooked Thanksgiving dinner. I've been like head chef since I was oh, 15. Wow. Oh my God. And this is the first year minus the one year I was studying abroad since I was 15. So it's been like 16 years of this. It's the first time I'm not going to cook Thanksgiving dinner. What? So I'm a little bit. Minji letting go of control. I'm not though. It's not my <laughs> choice. This is like involuntary. <laughs> Are you sad or relieved? She she looks I'm anxious. Sad. She looks I'm like anxious. She's, she has anxiety. All okay, over. seriously though, guys. Like, okay, this is like the bigger discussion. But there's been so many changes happening in the last few weeks in life, right? In the mm-hmm. grander scheme, obviously, but like in my life, there's been so many changes, and it's freaking me out. And one of them is the fact that I can't cook Thanksgiving dinner. It's because my parents we moved out of our house of 18 years, and my parents have a new condo, so they downsized. And my mom loves it. My dad doesn't like it. But they're adjusting. And they've only lived in that condo for like two weeks now. So we're not at all set up. Mm. Or my mom is like, I don't know this kitchen well enough. And <laughs> it's not that much space. And usually we would host the eight. We've had up to like 18 people at my house for wow. Thanksgiving dinner. I That's fed stressful. all of them. Actually, biggest was 21. We had 21 people. And you were head chef? I was head chef. 21. So like my grandma, my mom, my aunt, my little brother, like everybody would help contribute, but I was kind of like the head You know, I miss those. Like I all my cousins that. are older with their own families now, so we don't we haven't had a really huge family like yeah. Thanksgiving in maybe like almost 10 years, I feel like. It's the best. Yeah. And yeah. we are like by default by space and by all the things, by equipment, whatever. We're not having that this year. So part of me is really bummed about it. But it's still going to be fun. I'm always happy to see my family. My little brother is the only one that won't be there because he's at school. Um, we'll see him at Christmas. Oh, he yeah. doesn't come home for Thanksgiving? He came. He opted to come back last month for my dad's birthday, oh, which okay. was a special yeah. birthday. So I'm yeah. glad that he came back. He wanted to be there for that, for him. Yeah. So that was the trade-off. Yeah, I mean, um, your brother goes to Michigan, right? Yeah. So it's kind of... It's quite a quite a oh, trip. Yeah, it's then, a little yeah. bit Does of. Does he a, drive or fly? He flies. Oh, okay. You're not yeah, gonna yeah, drive. Yeah. That's <laughs> that would be insane. <laughs> yeah. He'll I'm, drive to I'm Chicago sure, and yeah. no further. Yeah. I'm sure he's missing the California weather right now. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also jealous of all his trees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the snow. Well, speaking yeah. of Minji letting go of control, um, let's move on. Is that's that a, a thing? That's <laughs> an amazing segue to Minji's topic. Apparently, she is taking a break from I social kinda, meds. Yeah. Mm. Were you abbreviating everything for social, social meds? <laughs> social meds. I just was like, this is my therapy session. It's when I get to like talk about all my feelings. I just needed a break from social media and I'm still kind of on it. I'm still occasionally looking at stuff, but it's got, Marvin knows I'm on my phone and on my computer 24 seven. So mm. I'm always snapping something, Instagram storing something, Instagramming something, Facebook posting something. Whatever. And I just... Yeah, you've seen those, like, was it BuzzFeed or Fusion videos about people being zombies to their phones? I'm not a zombie. That's Minji. I'm a highly really? functioning... I'm a highly functioning addict. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> that just came to me, by the way. I was like, what am I? I'm a highly functioning addict. But it's, it's just been, I think, again, all the changes, um, the, the climate, the, you know... Yeah. Which the is, feelings. I always get this kind of um feeling of i guess guilt whenever i'm at an event so i was at i was in vegas this past weekend with my parents um it was like a family vegas trip so we didn't do anything debaucherous but we went to go watch baz which is the new um kind of big i guess it's a cabaret show um, cool. featuring baz Luhrmann, kind of nice. like um, oh. um, yeah it's moulin rouge Romeo plus juliet and um great gatsby it's like Shut a cabaret show based up. on all three of those like stories all mixed together? oh wow yeah and let's then, all go you guys <clears throat> you Good. didn't see my snap story that was no <laughs> i didn't yeah. see um and yeah so i was because um they were encouraging social media tagging so i was snapping it and while i was snapping i was like I'm like focusing more on getting the snap than watching this amazing show in front of me. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah, so that's why like, halfway through I stopped snapping. I think that would that that would be the ideal scenario because I feel that guilt all the time that I'm not present. Mm. But 
I've also kind of accepted my millennialism, and I'm just kind of like, well, screw it. I'm just gonna. I want to snap it and blah blah blah. So I don't. I don't feel as much guilt. But this right now, the the feeling of all the shifts and changes and just general outrage a lot in my world Mm -hmm. and the frustration and the sadness and like i feel it too i get you yeah i was like i need a i can't i can't yeah it's like when you're just like surfing and then there's just it's a lot of negative stuff which i feel too though i'm not like condemning them for feeling negativity but yeah they're being neggy you gotta be (laughs) oh my god stop it Do you do? I mean, are you as are you a highly functioning addict, or you're like you're a lot more I'm, detached? I'm pretty detached. If I'm gonna be, I mean, I mean, my girlfriend would say otherwise, but I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> pay attention to me. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I go through like Facebook and stuff, but I'm not like huge on like posting and stuff, which is kind of a flaw. I mean, I gotta be on top of that game, but like, I don't know, I can't get myself to always be like snapping and stuff like that, and like. I get I'm that. so bad at Instagram. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I get that too because um, sometimes I, feel, I I type something out and I'm like, eh, do I really want to share this or I want to keep it to myself? Yeah, right? you know, like hold on to the memory and kind of like keep the moment with yourself. But, Although with yeah. Instagram, when I'm at a new restaurant, I want people to know what I'm eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he's a foodie check Instagram. Out. But in general, like, I don't <laughs> oh, know. I got to check that out. Though. Or like when you're on trips, you're like, check out where I am. Yeah. Wish you guys were here, but you're not. I know. But I am. Hey, FOMO. <laughs> well, I did feel, okay, so I've been kind of grappling with, do I feel, uh, I, I highly encourage if you need to take a break, take a break. But of course, everything, every, when it applies to me, it's always a different scenario. I'm always giving myself more crap than necessary. But yeah, I just don't know if like it's the right time to disengage, even though it's necessary to disengage once in a while and to like clear the air and like take care of yourself and the whole self-care thing. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely felt like not looking at this every five minutes was part of my self-care because I'm just getting really upset and like there's all definitely, the levels of grief right now. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a sense of urgency right now that yeah. we need to be active and doing stuff. But at the same time... You don't want to burn yourself out. Well, that's right? the thing. That's how I felt yeah. about collab. To be honest, like I was so on this like magnificent high when you won, and I get to see everybody, and we all have this like really magical night together where we feel everyone's energy. But at the same time, like like you said, we have to come back to real life. I have to deal with contracts and payments, and yeah. pl- and everyone's like, "Well, what's happening next year?" And I'm like, "Leave me alone <laughs> for like a second, okay?" Because I, you know, and then so all of that compounded. With my parents moving, my little brother's going into active duty. I found that out right oh, before wow. the show or right after either one. But like again, he's going to active duty in the military in the army during this present. Like that literally yeah, that's a ton of stuff. Like it scared the. Sh- I got really upset and I didn't understand it. And then I avoided my brother. I found out and he was excited, but then I, I was having a panic attack, so I didn't even like say congrats or anything. I was just like. Mm-hmm. I have to run away from this. Like, I don't know. Again, this is just me unloading because it's all so real and I don't know how to put on that face like of, posit- of being posy or... <laughs> Always be posy. And, and sometimes I feel kind of overwhelmed by in any way being in a leadership position and all of us do. Like you, you, you've won Collaboration Star now and then like if you were to write some gigantic rant, which I would never hold against you, but other people would be like, you just had a great moment. Why are you complaining? You know, like you have all these invisible... I mean, at the same time, I feel like people in our position where we do have at least some clout to say something and be heard, it's kind of our responsibility to, you know, to... See, my mom reinforced <laughs> that. She was calling to check on me, and she's like, you know, I understand more about what you can do. Like, she's putting it a very posy way. God, why am I adapting? No, I'm not adapting. No, it's keep just it going, very, no. keep it going. Posy. She, but she keep put it, it in a really, really <laughs> encouraging way. But she was like, I, I watched you over the years because she wasn't really for me being a, in collaboration for my career or anything like that. But she's like, you know, now I get it. Like, this is an important time for you to help keep keep people encouraged or positive and informed or whatever. And she was saying all this stuff and I was like, stop it. I don't want to be responsible for anything. <laughs> Leave me alone. So I don't know. I'm just in that. That's why I haven't. So if I, not that anyone noticed, but I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I don't want to say I anything. I also don't feel like people are clamoring, like asking you, like, what do you think? What do you want? No one's do? asking me. Because no, there's no, no, so no, many no. people kind of giving their hot takes right now too. Yeah. I think for, especially I was, cause I was thinking about, like collaborations place in all this. 
And I mean, for us, it's always been about the artists and the community, right? And making sure that, you know, like, and that's why the 2017 discussion, eventually we're going to have to have that discussion. Um, oh, I got mad. Important. I was so frustrated. <laughs> um, because for us, um, you know, you have your, your, your mouthpiece and it's really great to see so many people now taking advantage of like Facebook Live and all these things to kind of like give their, give their hot takes and yeah, give, their, give their voice. Yeah. Um, at the same time, like, our place is also to provide that platform for people to to give their voices too. Yeah. Right. And I think So I don't want to yeah. make myself sound too self important. I'm just this is all self imposed. Yeah. But I think the the, the the good thing is, you know, for those of you um, wondering where Minji went, she's taking a little break. She's uh, Nobody cares. I'm just letting you guys know. I'm just <laughs> venting, just not because anyone cares, but just because I need to let out my feelings. But it's not <laughs> it's not because she doesn't care. She cares a lot. Too much. Just <laughs> wait, just wait till she comes back. They'll no one cares. I'm just informing you. There'll be plenty you. of 20 minute Facebook Live chats. Shut up. <laughs> going forward. Or you now. She's on you now. That was like 35 minutes. <laughs> anyway. Our, uh, our collaboration PSA is hey, everyone, take care of yourselves. You know, there's a lot of negative energies going around, a lot of anxiety. Um, but in the end, we are the masters of our destiny. And the thing is, we all got each other's backs. So stay posy, <laughs> stay positive. Um, things will work out. We we just have to deal with you know, one step at a time. Yes. Um, and I know Tim. What's on your mind? Yeah, actually, I kind of. I don't want to like steal your job, but I wanted to segue off of <laughs> what, what you were talking about. Yes. Uh, Please Minji, segue you, away. Yeah, you were talking about um, like how your mom kind of didn't like the route you were taking. You know that that was my topic. Like what what's been on my mind is kind of like. It, it's like a mixture of two topics. One is like um, how different cultures, like different parts of Asia, like those types of immigrant parents, like my parents are Filipino and then your parents are Korean. Like how do they receive us telling them like, oh, we want to be part of the entertainment industry or we're like, we want to do something creative, you know? Because I talked to my band a little bit about this, but like, I don't know, I've, I've been seeing, I feel, I don't know if it's true, but I'd love to get your take. Like, that Korean parents are kind of more open to it because, like, a lot of Korean parents start their own businesses and they're, like, they're more open to risk. But, like, both my parents are nurses and they, they're, like, oh, we want to be, like, under a company and make sure we're, like, good, you know. and Benefits. Like, benefits and stuff like that. And we want that for you in, like, this life that you're going is, like, so unsure, you know, and, like, yeah. that kind of talk. But, like, yeah, I, w- I wasn't entirely sure what your guys' take on that is. That's funny because I feel like... Greens we, are the most. We've had, this, we've had this discussion before, but it was flipped, where it was, like, the Minji's parents are the ones that are like, don't do it, be stable. And then the Filipino parents are like... Hey, oh, you're yeah. talented. Go yeah. there's, there's every variation. What, <laughs> yeah. we, what we've had, because this is 95 episodes, woo, um, and we've had a number of discussions before this podcast ever existed with all the different artists that we've met. And... I would say I don't see any strong push or pull of one ethnicity over the other. And this is what I say when I talk about Asian American artists to like Mm non-Asians, like my white friends and my, my acting teacher, they're like, nobody wants their kid to be an entertainer. This is a universal (laughs) truth. No one wants you to be an artist, but within the Asian American community, again, with, the certain standards of propriety and less tolerance for rebellious, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. Also, it, the fact that a harder. lot of our parents are immigrants. Yeah. Where stability is at the top of their their needs list, right? right? Their checklist. Um, being an entertainer is like, w- what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, how are you going to We get work this so hard done? to get this house. Yeah. You know? How yeah. are you going to get your house? That's literally but the conversation like, I'm having with my have, parents right now. I have your house. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you work so, you you so hard to have this house so I can do what I want, right? Um, Thanks, bye. But I think, I think the bigger thing in terms of cultural, like the difference between cultures is that I've seen actually is the fact that um, in Filipino culture, I think performing and entertainment is so much a bigger part of like the, the culture that you grew up in. Whereas I feel like in Chinese houses, like perform, the performing arts was for you to develop your mind. Yeah. Less okay. than like being like, you know, you have your like cotillions or your, you know, your, yeah. your, um, like we all these stories, like our friends yeah. getting 
prompted to perform at family gatherings. They're like, here you go. Yeah. I mean, there's so many more opportunities. I think that's probably why we see a lot more Filipino Americans in like the entertainment world. That's what personally, I think that there's a little bit, a smidge more supportiveness in Filipino Americans. And they're mad talented and everyone knows that. Korean, okay, here's my thing with... Well, maybe it's not... Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but maybe it's not even that they're more talented, but they've had more opportunities to develop that art. Exactly. Right, which is why, like, you look at the K-pop world, a lot of these kids are trained from, like, birth, right? Or, like, from a young age. (laughs) And it does, you know, working your... exploitation. (laughs) Working your craft is a very important thing in arts, right? So maybe it's not that... It's more supportive, but then you're just at a more advanced stage than a lot of, you know, because a lot of... I um, think so. That's what yeah. I'm saying. A lot of artists that, we, that we've met in through collaboration that are, you know, college-aged and talented but unsure, it's... The raw talent is there, but you definitely see they're less polished than, like, some of... Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's a part of, like, the development process. Yeah, I can see that. How do you guys feel about... This was, like, the secondary topic. Kind of <laughs> yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, No, how do you guys feel about, like... If you're in the entertainment industry, I mean, it's especially for like Asian Americans because our, our parents want us to have a stable job and stuff. Like, how do you feel about pursuing that career while also having a job? Because I've heard from like all sides of the spectrum, like, <laughs> oh, no, if you really want to pursue it, like give up the job because you're going to get burnt out or you need a job because like you're not going to start out like making money like doing your creative endeavors you know i think that's where support comes in yeah more heavily not 100 percent, but like having parents that are more supportive say okay sure you can live in your room while you pursue this thing versus like no get a job like be on your own i think it really varies about by person because i've met people who have less talent but have incredible drive and hustle and that's the thing i think that's where everyone has to reevaluate their own personality and give again. Sometimes you're not going to be lucky enough, lucky enough to have somebody on the outside there to like kick your ass when you need it. You need it. Yeah. The people that I think um, have more capacity or like more likeliness to succeed are people who have the self discipline. So in whatever scenario you are in, you can still achieve X Y Z. There are people who have worked three jobs and still made it as a singer because they need to pay rent. The, yeah. th- my thing is, I'm more on the latter side of like keep your job because. That that dual hustle is gonna it's gonna help you carve out whether you really want to do what it is you're doing on the side. Yeah, it, just all of that it, it fluctuates, right? Gain your work ethic, like right? Kinda, it will stay with you, like even as you're working something else, right? And and they, and, sorry, sorry. Um, and I guess it also comes down to like, are you working so you can pursue your art, or are you pursuing your yeah. art? Yeah, oh, that's so you can. That's a very good or point. The other way around, yeah, yeah. where like it's just a side thing that you yeah, do, like your mentality. Right? I, and I see that. I think it all, yeah. All of it plays a hand in, I think, everybody, because the, the established truth, whether you're Asian American or not, if you're trying to do a creative job, there is, in, it's in, unstable and it's uncertain. So regardless, you need to do what you need to do to make sure, if you're a trust fund baby and you have the freedom to just mess around with a, a DJ thing set up all day, that's cool because then you do that. But if like, that's that's that person's path, right? Or if they think that they'll get more growth out of, hey, dad, I'm not going to take your check every month. I'm going to build my own life and do things my ter- on my terms. Again, that'll create that person and that artist in a different way. Yeah. But I say, like, if you're stressing so much that you cannot eat and have a roof over your head, it's hard to make art, you know? Or maybe maybe it's easier. Again, you don't know. There's no carved out <laughs> path sadness. for anybody, right? Yeah, all the yeah. like everyone's like, when I'm happy, I can't make anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's hard to write songs when I'm really happy. So again, it's it's a chicken or egg thing. But I, I I'm more on the side of like you take care of yourself first. If you are starving, literally starving, and you're not able to pay rent and everything, that just it devolves your ability to to move forward. Yeah, I like that because like, I guess. I was, what you were talking about, like, there are some people that are kind of less talented who just have that drive and you see it, you know, like, the hunger. Yeah. I feel like a couple years ago, I was kind of shook and, like, I was just being, like, ooh, I'm just going to get off by, like, (laughs) ooh, I can do this and, like, maybe I'm pretty good, you know, but, like, seeing other people and their drive, it kind of, like, wakes you. Yeah. You know, so I I really like that. Like I think there's other options now, too, where, like, 
honestly, we got to take advantage of the environment we're living in. So this is turning into like a <laughs> management consultation with Minji. But like there's so many other ways to make money. So I think that I'm always amazed by people who have the hustle and the strategy because they're like, look, I don't have time to go to an office every day, punch in eight hours and then do my art. I'm going to drive Uber, Lyft. Again, it's all your mentality of like what's worth your compromise. If you get a kick out of like working in an, in an office environment, but that takes away your flexibility, then you're going to have to deal with that, right? Yeah. yeah, and it comes down to just your personal, like how you deal with, like if you're someone who needs a bed and a room, then you probably need that extra income to like make that happen. But if you're okay like bunking with your friend's couch and Sleeping like bags. eating pizza all the time, like, yeah. you know, that, that'll affect the amount of money you need. And it really is like each individual has their own kind of tolerance for um, like the, um, the, living the situation. Lifestyle, yeah, yeah. lifestyle, right? So um, like it's, it's really an individual thing, but at some point, you do need to kind of decide what what is my goal yeah. and how do I get there. If That's the, why time is so important yeah. when you're talking about goals. Yeah. If the goal is I want to make, I want to be like, I want to play X amount of gigs this year or like go on like X tours or whatever, um, figure out what you need to make that happen. Figure out how much money you need to like support that. How much that. time you're going to give yourself. Yeah. That's the other thing. It's like, it, that, I think that adds urgency and then... You know, you say, I'm going to give myself one year of this lifestyle. I'm going to rough it out. I'm going to see what happens. And I'm going to do my absolute best. Because in your mind, you're like, time actually is a very big, more than, sometimes more than money. Time is, is money. Yeah, time in, is er- yeah, energy. In this and everything. field, yeah. It's right. huge. Yeah. yeah. Time is Just figure out how many hours you need to drive Uber this week or how many hours you need to put in at Starbucks. Yeah. To like yeah. This is how much I'm by. not going to talk to my parents. Yeah. But like, that's the other thing. See, for my thing with entertainment, it's not about, I think my parents believe that I could be successful, but they would have preferred me to be successful as a doctor. They would have preferred me. To, like, I don't think yeah. there's a doubt of like, they know that I could hustle. And I think I've, learned that through com- conversing with them in these last seven years but it's about prestige too so you know what i'm saying like yeah, all of you, that how is it looks how it know? looks yeah. to their friends are what are they gonna put in their path, family you know? newsletter <laughs> yeah why are you doing something harder when you know my dad would rather me be in supreme court than be the ceo of a great production company that's just yeah. the way we look at life to be different. fair though minji's mom does share her best videos no, my mom's <laughs> totally on board. She That's was sweet. she was messaging me a clipping from the Korean newspaper about some production company in LA. She's like, <laughs> you should talk to the vice president. She's Korean. She literally, like, she's like, the they're Korean looking mom. for comedic actresses. I was like, stop it, mom. I was about to cry. I was like, I can't yeah, believe it. Yeah, no, it's, it's really sweet when, like, your parents start to get on board. Like, my dad was like, he was like, Oh, how how do I uh, follow you on the Spotify <laughs> and stuff? And like, awesome. it's it's just like weird. Five years ago, I would have never like seen this kind of stuff. And like, I, my dad was just like cleaning up some stuff like in the in the kitchen, and then he's just like humming intertwined my, one of my songs. <laughs> oh, and I was my like, I was like, oh my god! Oh my god! I'm gonna cry. All right, we're gonna take a quick break right now. We'll so be back with Minji more with Tim weep. John. We'll get, let Minji take her cry bait. <laughs> Thank you. And um, we'll be back with more Tim John. Timothy we'll John. Be, we'll be whack. We'll be, we'll, <laughs> we will be back with Timothy John to talk more with Timothy John um, after this break. Hey, everyone. Marvin here. Uh, once again, want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Um, this podcast, of course, is part of Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in arts and entertainment. Discovering, elevating, showcasing, and discovering the creative talents of our Asian American community. To learn more about collaboration, our programs, as well as our other content offerings, including podcasts, blog articles, and videos, uh, check out our website at www.collaboration.org. Collaboration, of course, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so we do rely on our generous supporters to keep things like this podcast running. So since it's the end of the year, I just wanted to direct you to www.collaboration.org slash donate, where you can learn more about the many programs that we offer on the ground in cities all across the United States and Canada, as well as a link to make a tax-deductible donation to Collaboration. Every little bit helps, and your support lets us keep doing what we're doing. This podcast is also a proud founding member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian American podcasts and podcasters bringing unique and diverse voices into the world of audio podcasts. Every week, I like to plug a different podcast from the Potluck Collective, and this week, I wanted to plug Fresh Creatives. 
uh, Fresh Creatives is a new podcast that I actually host along with actor and filmmaker Chris Din and actor Porter Young, where we take story ideas from the public and using collaborative discussion, brainstorming, and improv, uh, we turn them into full-fledged story pitches. We just released our second episode this week where we created a new comedy about millennials and unemployment called Overqualified. Uh, check out that podcast as well as all the other great programming at the Potluck Podcast Collective by going to podcastpotluck.com. And that'll do it for our break. Uh, thanks again for listening to this episode 95 of the Collabcast. I uh, once again hope you have a great Thanksgiving. And if you're listening to this after Thanksgiving, you may not convince your Christmas time prep. Thanks again for listening. And um, let's get back to the show. And welcome back to the Collabcast, episode 95. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I've, I've wiped away all my tears. Yeah, I mean, you, like, just ugly cried the entire break. It's it was my strength. Quite embarrassing. It was a long break. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were we t- oh, I'm Marvin Yu, joined by Minji Chang, and our guest, Timothy John, singer, songwriter, and winner of Collaboration Star 2016. And whose father is his newest fan singing his songs. Yes. So sweet. Is that weird? I feel like if my parents ever told me they listened to this podcast, I would like jump out a window or something. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Well, podcast is one thing. I'm planning to make some like shorts and films where I'm like, you don't have to watch Yeah, that would be kind of hard for you. <laughs> like, I, If I was an actor, I, I would feel weird about my parents watching that. You know? Yeah. You, you, we you don't know. need to have you watch that. Just here are the red carpet photos. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Everyone loved it. <laughs> don't ever watch it. Even if they don't watch it, their friends will watch it and then send it to them on Kakao Chat. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, God. True. Oh, no. Every, all my, my parents are, are on like so many WeChat, like group chats right now. It's not even funny. I love it. I love that they're doing that. Are your parents social media savvy or are they feel, figuring out how they're to follow like, you on the Spotify? Yeah, they're like, okay. I mean, like. No, they're not very okay. I'm <laughs> no, I mean, on the spectrum, no. Yeah, they're still figuring it That'd out. That'd be a no. It's, um, my mom's okay until like, sometimes she needs help sending a picture or a file. I'm like, okay. And I help her with it. Aww. But in terms of like just general chatting, like she's on like, she, her line is always blowing up with her friends. It's crazy. Yeah. My mom's pretty good with her phone and her tablet and all that stuff. She actually sent me a YouTube link on Kakao Chat. And she sent that like, a year ago and that blew my mind. I was like, how did you copy and paste this? Wow, your parents are good. My mom still like texts like this. <laughs> like one finger and I'm, she's like, how do you text so fast? The I'm ultimate like, litmus <laughs> test is the same with like toddlers learning how to watch Netflix on their own. Can your mom watch K-dramas on her own? On yeah, her absolutely. Oh, she figured that out years ago. That, that she got down. Yeah. God. I don't know. But so were your parents at the show or? They were, yeah. Yay. You have quite a crowd. Yeah, my friends come by. <laughs> Good. They roll deep. Cool. Yeah. But so, okay, it, I, that's the main thing because I'd seen the quote that you gave us for our press release about your experience. And, like, you know, you're, you're talking about how before collaboration, you weren't aware of like the Asian American community and all that. Um, it's so fun to meet newbies. <laughs> Welcome. We're up to our eyeballs like <laughs> all the time with like the community, the community. And oh, over our eyeballs. We're like drowning. Oh, yeah. There drowning you go. Wait, keep pausing. Keep we're floating. We're, <laughs> we're floating. That in means it. we're fat. Can you pause? No, we have a little life preserver. Okay, vest. life perver- preserver. Okay. Life perverter. Perverter. <laughs> preserver. Anyway, how, is that, how has that <laughs> been for you? Because I know that like we only met you like what, five months ago? Yeah, yeah, five months ago. It hasn't yeah. even been that long. So. How's it been meeting everybody, all the it's, crazies? Yeah, no, it, it's, like, seriously awesome because, I don't know, when when I was, like, getting into this stuff, I I just had this weird, like, mentality that, like, I got to do this on my own and, like, oh, being Asian-American is what sets me apart. But then, like, being part of collaboration, I found out that there's so many of me, you know? <laughs> like, there's so many people doing what I want to do, and I had never met people who, like, you know, you meet, like, really good musicians and really good, like, people who are doing all types of creative formats, but they're not trying to pursue it as a career if they're right. Asian-American. Right, Especially, like, everyone in my band, you know, like, stuff like that. They just happen to be, like, amazing musicians, you know. But, like, there's people here that I can kind of talk to, like, about the logistical things, you know, like, which is really cool. And, like, meeting Barbie and stuff and, like, 
learning all I was like blown away by all the stuff I did not know you yeah know? the business you know? side of things which is tough because like for in, especially for independent musicians you're expected to be the artist and the manager and the marketer and the publicist like oh yeah you know yeah. you start to realize why the really big artists have a, a team around them to mm-hmm. do all this stuff for them right yeah yeah and they kind of touched on that at the the music panel and empower and just kind of like having a good support group and like people who will help you out with the stuff that kind of takes up a lot of the time is that the summary i didn't i didn't get to hear the entirety of the oh no there was a lot there was a lot about about like burning out and stuff and like how to kind of weave your way through being an independent musician right which ties back to what you're saying about like working and and parents like all of it it's a lot to juggle Mm -hmm. um which is honestly my biggest thing with for me with club what it evolved over time was not only like just let's highlight all the great artists, but it's like let's to help people figure out how to do this because this is the most obscure for anybody. Anybody getting into Hollywood entertainment, again, there's no clear cut path the same way as if you're going to be a lawyer. Lawyer is very yeah. clear cut. You yeah. go to school, you take these exams, you have to pass these mm-hmm. exams and get certified, and bam. Yeah, like mentorship in this kind of field is like really important. Like people who have kind of been through the works and like see someone that they're like oh you kind of remind me of yeah. <laughs> me when but I also there, people you know? who are brand new to it and just know the system because i've met people who are completely not connected to any of the old school formats and sometimes it's to their benefit that they don't know they don't care they only know about what is now they only know about spotify they only know about live streaming they only yeah. know about independent labels and not working with a label and <laughs> doing tours and all that stuff and they're that's like I don't know. Everyone yeah. could argue like this. The scene has changed. Well, it comes down to outlook, right? There's always there's always going to be this um, this struggle between the things that this is how it's always been and this is how things could be, and asking why not, right? And you know, right now we're at the phase where we're asking why not. One day we might be the this is this is how it is. Where we'll be the old crotchety people. Yeah. But you know, right now we're In at my a, day. We're at a phase <laughs> where you know we're asking ourselves why not because everything's changing every single day pretty yeah, much pretty much know? every day does that stress you out it's just not so much <laughs> oh my gosh like you got to keep up with the times man and it's just like the next day there might be some new like road that you got to start taking you know and that other road you were just working real hard on became obsolete you know right it's just weird right yeah i feel it in, in ways with acting but what i've seen through collab is like the music world is very different they're, they're similar, they're parallel things, but it's really different. Yeah, but the cool thing is, like, I, I've been talking to people who are, like, in the industry, and, like, they all really say, if in this day and age, you have no reason to not do something you love and make money doing it. Because they're in just in the music industry alone, there's so many small facets of things that you can be a part of that you can make money doing. You right. Know? As long as you're just involved in the music and stuff. And you kind of got to do your research. Well, people were talking about that a lot. So this kind of like we get to recap Empower a little bit. Because one of the conversations that came up that I really loved was talking about the multi-hyphenate. And how it is to your benefit to know, even if you're not going to be your own publicist or your own manager, you still should know how that works. You should know what their role is. What is Mm -hmm. their objective? Because then you can identify when you have a good one yeah um but also it's just it's helpful for you to know and maybe for a time being i mean i know a lot of musicians that are like they produce for other musicians Mm -hmm. while they also work on their own stuff and again it's another avenue to make money Mm -hmm. but it's also another avenue to like build up a skill set that they're can help their own music build up a network um you know helping other people on their albums i mean they help you with your album later on Mm -hmm. and you know if you have the equipment you have the means yeah there's really the only downside is time Yes. Yes. But if you're good at what you do, you can charge for that time. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is that's what Asians have to do. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard. That was a real conversation. Yeah, valuing your time, I think, is a big thing that a lot of independent artists definitely deal with because you you have this, um, and this came up again and again in the Empower Conference that we ran too. This feeling of imposter syndrome, right? This feeling that makes you. What do you mean by that? So imposter syndrome is when you reach this certain point where you're external like kind of fame or your external status doesn't match with your internal kind of view of yourself. Oh, okay. Right? So you feel like you don't belong here. So either you're going to double down and like, you know, fake it till you make it or you, you shrink and you feel like, well, no one's going to value what I have to say, even though you're there because they value what you have to say. Right. You know? Well, 
so many anecdotes. I could pull. <laughs> this is an interesting one because I'm working on a web series. I got cast in a web series for that's that's going to be pitched to networks and whatever. That's so exciting. Yeah, thank you. I feel very like I'm like I got, I'm in a web series. Um, no, but it's really <laughs> so exciting. Millennial Hollywood. No, but I'm I'm really grateful. But the funny thing is, and this is not to bash how that did I talk about this at last week's podcast? I don't think so. Okay, well we had our table read, and it was the day after the election. And everyone was just like, oh. oh man. <laughs> um, but we were trying to, again, everyone's rallying. And we're like, we're going to make something really fun. And this Keeping is going to be very posy. And um, the premise of the web series is a, it's, it's called Served. And it's about the restaurant industry. So it was really cool to like, because it was a very diverse cast. And it's just, it's not trying to make a point. It's just, just reflecting on how restaurants work and busboys versus servers versus hosts and versus uh, men and women and between mm-hmm. people of color and you know, all those dynamics. And it's fun. It's funny, but it's very real. And, and so I liked, the, I liked the script. But then I found, I went through this like audition process where I had to do a monologue. And the monologue was supposed to be like energetic and peppy. And I had to improv and be funny as, I, as much as I could be. And they really liked me and they offered me the part. It was great. But when I got the actual script, like I have two lines. And everyone else has like 90 or like whatever. Oh, wow. So I was just like, uh, again, and they are super, I really like the creators. I have, I have no thing, nothing in me that's like, oh, they're trying to diminish me. But I was curious because we came to a discussion after we read through the script and I just raised my hand and I was like, so does my character get more lines? I'm just curious. I wasn't trying to be a dick about it. I was like, curious, am I, am, am I playing the Asian girl that like sits in the back and says nothing? Because... I think there's a lot of ways we can make this funny. That's what I said. And Which I was is like, cool that you're being vocal about it. Yeah, yeah. And, and then they're like, yeah. And there was it wasn't like a shock, but there was a little bit of sense of like, yeah, totally. Because, again, I don't think it was in their mind. They were like, oops, we Doctor Strange this pretty bad. <laughs> no, no, no. I, like, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not, because that's not the vibe that I got. I think they were always planning to obviously give my character more lines. In the first two episodes... I had two lines. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, and then they were really open and they're like, hey, can you give us suggestions? And I was like, off the bat, I was like, well, she could be the girl that's like quiet right there because all the white people are talking and taking up all the space in the room. But she could also be the one that knows everyone's secrets. And then like it comes out later and she's like, I don't know. So she's like a ninja. Yes. Kitchen but anyway, ninja. but it was really cool to have them open to that. But I feel like we're in that stage that 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 conversation needs to happen. And it's slightly uncomfortable. But yeah, everyone needs to just speak up because people are open to it. It wasn't that they were like shutting it down like, well, this is our story and we're telling it this way. They just like had not thought about it before. And then when I was suggesting all these, like I gave them like three or four different scenarios. They're like, that'd be really funny. She could be like the girl that could run the restaurant, but she doesn't because no one expects her to. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the time it's, it's not more so, you know, that they're being prejudiced or so, you know, it's a lot of ignorance kind of. Yeah. And you kind of just got to say it. Hey, I want to have some lines. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. Just, yeah. They just don't know no better. Right. And or they th- just don't think about it because it's not part of their. They know. They you know. know. To me, it's like a very simple, like they know the other characters better. And in a real life environment, I've seen it too. Asians can be really quiet. You don't know what the hell they're thinking. You don't know what their backstory is because they're just, they are quiet. So I feel like it is definitely our time to just speak up. So we, we spent like a half hour after everyone left just talking about this character and like how it interweaves with all the other themes and blah, blah, blah. So it was a really great discussion. So oh, that's actually really cool. Yeah. And I'm glad I said something because there was part of me that was like, I'm just gonna let them figure this out. <laughs> I'm sure, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. They're gonna, they're, they're gonna give me more lines. They'll get it right. They'll, you know? they'll do it. You know. <laughs> that's why I was like, eh. and I was like, screw it. <laughs> but that's that's great. I, yeah. And more people should. Sp- I was I, scared. I think, yeah, I mean, everyone's scared because you're afraid of. You know, it's um when you're in the, the position where you're afraid of what you what you say might actually affect you having this job or not. Like everyone's going to be scared, but it takes those people who want to like just speak up because it's right, you know, because it's something that you believe like, this project, obviously is something that you believe in that you like and you want it to be as good as possible. And it's great that the, the creators are open to that. You know, some yeah. people might not be, 
Um, and but, then they, they took it a step further, actually, yeah. and then they sent out an email to all the cast, and they're like, you guys, this is this is a collaborative thing, and we have given you guys lines and somewhat of a story that you can tell from the lines, but you guys give us your backstory. So they asked each of us to, like, they give us homework, and they're like, give us, like, a paragraph or two about wh- who are you guys? Why are you working at this restaurant? And so I made my story. I was like, I'm, uh, you know, I wrote it out, like, very <laughs> detailed as possible in two paragraphs. That's and awesome. They were like, "Dude, this is dope!" Like, yeah, dude. this actually sounds really cool. I mean, yeah. he's a very good story weaver. I can. Am see. I? I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just consented the compliment a and shade at the just same like time. Right away. I want like I want a spinoff of this called like cafeteria. Because like elementary like, school. No, no, like like college cafeteria. Because I worked in a college cafeteria, oh, and really? like we were we there were a lot of Asians there, and we we like. We messed around all the time. Like yeah. we were making like Lucky Charms pizzas. Excellent. Ew. And Ew. They don't hate till you try it. It's no, pretty good. I will not. You put Lucky Charms like you don't use sauce, just cheese and Lucky Charms cereal. Oh, cheese and, and Lucky put it, Charms. And when you put it in the oven, it toasts the marshmallows just right. That's disgusting. Just right. No, no. it was the favorite. Man. We got a lot of trouble for doing it, but we never. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> but Ew. it was worth it. Well, okay. So I mean, in light of this whole like trailblazing thing that we're on, because you. Timothy, you're you're not you're from East Coast. Yeah. Sorry, originally. I was like I keep knowing you from being from the OC, but you're not from the I'm OC. I'm not even from OC right yeah. now, actually. That was just college. Okay. Yeah, I, I moved back home, so I'm in Santa Clarita. <laughs> oh, oh, so you're, you're up in north. The, in the yeah. valley. You're in the, I am valley, in the valley like now. Me. the valley. Oh, are you really? Yeah. Oh, I thought you live in LA. I'm in North Hollywood. Oh, which it's is technically like the valley. Technically the valley. It is. It's like the border of the valley. I have yeah. more access LA. to the valley than mm. I do to uh, going through the Hollywood Hills. Suck. Mm. Um, but how? Okay, because I'm very curious. When I love meeting people who have not grown up in this environment, because I think being in California, especially Southern California, but I grew up in the Bay, so I'm just in California. Mm-hmm. You're near it enough where, through osmosis just being close to it, you kind of pick up on certain cues or dynamics or relationships or smooth, mm-hmm. schmoozing styles or whatever. Is it, has it been as... Smiles. Smiles. Did you have like a terrible expectation of, of Hollywood and the music industry or like, and did it live up to that or was it like way better than you thought? Um, I'm so I think more so that. moving to California, I was afraid of earthquakes. <laughs> okay, that's real. We no, are that's totally fair. I mean, stop talking about it. I want to talk about but it. But it's weird because, like, this whole time that I've been living here, it's been like seven years or something. I think I've felt like one earthquake and, like, we had tremors. We're due. Yeah. Shut up. And you're saying, no, I'm not going <laughs> to stop it. You're the worst. That's the funny. So, um, yeah, like people who aren't familiar with earthquakes, like even the small ones freak them out. And yeah, because the of us earth are, shakes. Those of us that are here, yeah. like, oh, earthquake i don't know i had to deal you with hurricanes so that was exactly like, that's what i'm saying that was like, a lot worse you you have hurricanes like yeah. i was in new york in september and there was like a storm I mean, the thing and i was hur- like oh my god <laughs> yeah the thing with hurricanes is that you have so much advanced warning like true people know it's coming and yeah. it's, it's always downgraded to tropical storm by the time it hits landfall yeah um oh, it's nothing by the earthquake time is just like a constant like it's not a constant dread or tension because we all know it's gonna happen at any time but we don't know when, so we just don't worry about it. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when it happens, yeah. we have a very fatalistic view about it. Yeah, it sneaks up Whereas on you. Like I don't know. Like, yeah, like, it's coming on Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh uh, my god. Yeah, because I was like I remember under the table when I was in the East Coast. I had, we had hurricanes. Hurricanes every year, multiple times a year, and there always always be a run on water and basic necessities at the yeah. store. And then you know the crazy people will have hurricane parties for some strange reason. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I just had to, I got on social media, which I haven't been doing that often. There was just a giant earthquake in Fukushima. Tsunami. Oh, holy! Just sh- now? Yeah. Oh my There's gosh. a tsunami. Anyway, yeah. But welcome to California. Yes, um, my long-awaited welcome. So you didn't seven years. Do you still want to talk about earthquakes? Well, I mean, we still. I mean, I was I was talking about rain. A rain. I was saying it rained last night, and yeah. it was glorious. But also, that was people. Nice. I love the rain. I almost like yeah. died a couple of times because people don't know how to drive in the rain. I see that? Yes. But besides earthquakes, were you, were you, were you intimidated or worried or like excited? I don't know. There's. So, I was so I, turned off by LA. I had no expectations really, and that's it, good. It was, but I was shocked, but mostly. Because I was coming to school, you know, I came in high school, so like the East Coast, where I grew up and stuff, I was like, 
one of two Asians, like... Was in, in New Jersey? Well, I, I was born and raised in New Jersey, but then I lived in Florida for six years. So I went... A lot of my schooling was in Florida, so there's, like, a ton of white people and, like... And mosquitoes. Puerto Ricans. And, and alligators. Like, and actually, a lot of alligators. <laughs> no, seriously. So like I'm I've not pl- going to Florida for I have many plenty reasons. of stories about alligators. I don't want to go to Florida ever. <laughs> I mean, just don't swim in the alligator-infested swamps. No. <laughs> no I'm just half expecting to be in, like, a mall, and they're just going to come out of this. No, but suit. they really are. Like, you're just walking in a park, and there's, there could be an alligator. That's just what like I'm saying. <laughs> I kid you not. Stereotypes. They have, they have <laughs> some truth. But, yeah, it was just, like, that. coming here. I don't know. When you grow up, I've talked to my friends who have grown up in areas where there's, like, not too many Asian-Americans. You you kind of like feel cool because you're like oh I'm not I'm different, I'm different you know oh my gosh <laughs> I'm different you know I'm different <laughs> anyway but it's weird because like when I came here I'm like there was just a sea of like, <laughs> just Asian people Boba and like everywhere. yeah and I had no idea about any of this stuff I mean granted I I, I li- went to high school in the valley and there's not as many like Asians as like LA, I guess. Depends you know? we're in the valley too. Yeah. 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 But, but in general, like the valley is like Santa Clarita. Yeah. No, there was a lot of Korean people. Korean. Like yeah. my best friend is Korean and like so I kinda know the culture a little bit and stuff. But yeah, it was just it was like <laughs> eye-opening because I, I don't know like uh, it was probably a couple months ago I was like going through old yearbooks I don't even know why I think I was like cleaning stuff up and it was just I was like reading old comments and stuff and like in like seventh grade and people were like oh my god you're the coolest Asianist guy like I oh know and stuff and like yes. you're the best for an Asian and stuff like that and I didn't know at this time I, when I was young I'm just like oh my god I'm special you know <laughs> and stuff like that you, have that's a great what, summer you're yeah. so Asian yeah, you're Asian you know <laughs> stuff like have that. Asian summer hope yeah. you have lots of rice and stuff and it's just weird because like when you're young you just think oh I want to be different I want to be accepted and stuff and now I'm like looking back and I'm like, oh, th- that was like a false sense of like who I was, you know? Yeah. And that's why I, we're all figuring it out. Yeah. And like coming here, I feel like I was able to kind of identify with who I was more. And then that's kind of how I became a songwriter and stuff. And just like the heavier times, like moving here and like figuring out who I was. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, how, like, you know, again, it's a double edged sword sometimes because you can be so acclimated to the diversity of California, which not all of California is diverse. There's a lot of California that Very is true. not. Yeah. And then... Bakersfield. Yeah. <laughs> Fresno. And then, like, you're you're in... Even LA, even the... You know, from the Valley to my Valley, to SGV, to downtown LA, there's such a variety of diversity, too. Right? Like, you know, in college, I found the difference between, like, Koreans... Korean-Americans grew up in the Valley and Korean-Americans that grew up in K-Town. Oh, very different. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh my God. <laughs> so different. But um, it's just a lot. This, this has a whole other... T- oh, God. Um, but so I, so when... Now that you're doing this... Because so I'm so curious about the... the. I'm glad that you met everybody. And then I, it's just funny because we're kind of sometimes our own, are in our own little bubble. Mm-hmm. Like the Asian American artists that everyone yeah. knows each other. And then there can be some sense of competitiveness. There can be some sense of complacency because you see other people who are doing stuff. Actually, I think it's too soon to like projecting. I'm just curious about how the experience has huh. been for you because we've been, again, we've been drowning in it and you're like so new to it. I'm very curious. I Yeah, I, I guess I kind of see both sides. I, I don't want to like go too specific into Carve what like, people have, yeah. have like said to me. But like, yeah, I've seen both sides where there's like competitiveness and then there's like empowering and stuff definitely that way but i don't know i kind of live by this philosophy well i've kind of discovered it like recently like if you're in this field like if you're in this creative field you kind of got to be a little delusional so you yes. gotta no you got like highly functioning delusional yeah. <laughs> like you kind of gotta shut out everyone's like the the jabber outside even if it is competitive like that's good, but, like, you kind of got to be delusional in yourself and, like, think that you're great. You know? Yes. And <laughs> yes. It, it's true. No because no one else like, is going to, if you No don't. one's going to tell you that. You know, everyone's going to be talking, like, oh, he, he didn't deserve this or all that stuff. You know what I mean? So I've been kind of discovering that. And, like, 
the thing that I love about collaboration, which I was very thankful for, was that having like my family come and see me play and like see what I'm capable of kind of helped in that regard. Like I, <laughs> I joked with like my, my girlfriend and stuff. I was like, I think like for a long time, I'm the only one who thought I was legit. <laughs> like, and then like, I'm all alone out here. You know? And then like being Aww. up there and like my family kind of seeing me, I was like, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe they think I'm legit too. Yeah. You know? so oh was, my God. I'm well, going to cry again. I mean, there's a the thing, there's a certain point where that delusion that you talk about becomes self-esteem and becomes like self-actualization, like confidence, you know, especially when it's wrapped around, like you're not delusional that you have talent. You might be delusional. I won't even call it delusional. I think it's just the beginnings of like just self-esteem and, you know, being confident in in yourself. I think I'm just calling it delusion because you have to think you're good when nobody else does, which is very difficult. You got to kind of shut out, all the haters, you know, haters like, and, hater and, raid, and you know? anxiety. Yeah. It's a lot of like the, the doubt, the, cause that is so real when we were talking about, and this is what I shut out as well. The odds, when you look at the numbers game, Oh my gosh, it is yeah. so, there's nothing more against you in terms of odds. And that's why you have to be yeah. crazy and passionate and hardworking and all the things to like put yourself out there and be like, I'm going to do this. And yeah. that is right. the end of it. And, you know, you know the delusion comes, <laughs> let's keep it positive. The self-esteem comes from knowing that <laughs> you're, that, you're, um, you're, that you're, you're worth it. But, you know, at the same time, you know, you don't want the delusion to, like, make you think that you're, it's going to be easy or it's going to be, like, you're, you know, like, what am I trying to say? Um, the important thing is also to just understand that you know, your path isn't going to be the same as other yeah. people. Like the people you see up, like up front, like the, the ones with like the overnight success stories, they're not overnight success stories. That, that comes from years of like hustling and toiling. And even then some people never kind of attain that, that the front facing fame, but at the same time you can build a great career um, doing music, doing what you love. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you just, let yourself kind of figure out where you fit in 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 the world. Oh yeah, I've, right? yeah. I've been learning that. That's yeah, that's a really good point. Now you can go, like I feel like you're gonna walk out this and be like, okay, time to strategize. You're gonna do like a sexy photo shoot. Oh no, I'm already doing that right now. Yeah, not, not the sexy photo shoot. But well, you I'm know. Thinking. <laughs> oh I my mean, gosh, you guys kept using this one photo that my band kept making fun of me about. The one where I'm like leaning and I'm like <laughs> doing. And that was your shoot with Josh. Yeah, Josh, it right? was. Uh, he was He's like, very good at the moody photos. Yeah, no, he was like trying to get me to like. He was like, "You gotta be sexy, man." And he's <laughs> like, "He was like, dude." He was like, "Do you have a cigarette or something?" And I'm like, "I don't smoke." You know? And we're like going through all. At one point, at one point, I'm like, "This this shoot is for like me on collaboration, right?" And he's like, "Let's just bring in your girlfriend." So we took like ten photos with her, and he was just like, "Okay," and we're just like. <laughs> Let's put the box here and let, let's move this bench. And yeah, but he's cool. That guy's great. I love yeah. Josh. No, my, sexy I, is hard. It is so hard. There's nothing harder. Not hard for Minji. Minji's shut up. That really is not true. Well, so I'm sh- sure you can do it. I shut no. Hard for me. I'm super. Yeah, I like. I I was like closing my eyes the whole time <laughs> and like making this very weird creepy done? smile. I have this weird like really shaped so body and like my arms are long, you know. And, Oh my god! Yeah. This is the thing. Everybody's <laughs> normal. Okay, th- this is my low key. This at, after all these years working in the Asian American community <laughs> since I was legit since I was fourteen. That's when I started the Asian Student Union, or like when I started doing that in high school. We need to up our sexy factor. Like we need to own our sexiness. Yeah. Everybody is sexy in their own way, whether it's because you're like brilliant or because you're really funny or whatever. Everyone has something very awesome, and we need to like step into that power. Everyone's been giving me crap because. I don't. I have a hard time stepping into my power. And I always make excuses. I always have self-doubt. I'm like s- still insecure about certain things. I'm always criticizing myself. That stuff, I think it's a very universal trait. Yeah, and that's like, normal. We need to yeah. like step into our sexy where it's time yeah. to step in. I'm guys. very proud of my partial facial hair that I kind of grow. <laughs> Good. Good for you. Marvin got a new haircut. He's feeling fresh. Looking like sexy. Yeah. Mm. Everyone's got their sexy. And yeah. it's hard, but when you're on a photo shoot and you have to like you have to produce it on oh the my moment. Gosh. Like, yeah, no. and it's just like my band was making fun of me because 
when we got to Collab Star, like our passes were just plain. It just said like collaboration, but the Collab LA passes had my face right on it. <laughs> and they're like just following me the whole time. Like, hey, look, it's you. <laughs> like, why are you doing this pose? Like, you know, they're like, oh my gosh. That's the love that keeps you grounded. <laughs> it is. No, they definitely keep me grounded. Sometimes you got to push back on your photographer though. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Well, no, but I appreciate that about Josh. He was like, he pushed me. He challenged me because he's like, Minji, you you have it in you. Just like, he could, he saw me having meltdowns in my brain. He's like, stop that. Whatever you're thinking, like, you just need to like, stop. And you know, he was good. Yeah. We were, he was like, uh, let me play your music. And he's like, <laughs> and then he like played it on really loud. And he's like, this is sexy music you have to be sexy oh my god i love josh shout out to joshua k photos love him um and that'll do it for this episode of the clock we have much more updates to come in the future yeah of all the sexiness to come thank you so much tim for joining us um if people want to find your music where can they go um everything is pretty much timothy john official except for instagram and twitter um oh my god i'm so bad at twitter but instagram is uh timothy john music and then uh is uh twitter's tim john official all right and shoot okay and if you would like to send an email to the collabcast um you can send it to podcast at collaboration.org we do love to hear from our audience and um, if you send us a question or topic suggestions it will eventually make it up it'll eventually make it up on the air sooner or later um sorry for those of you still waiting um and if Hearts. you you can also subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and wherever podcasts are found through our RSS feeds. If you do subscribe if you do subscribe to us or listen to us on iTunes, please leave us a rating and review. We really do appreciate it. This week's intro and outro is provided by our guest, Timothy John. Check it out on his um new out uh, his new album? Nah, it's kinda Newish old. Album. Yeah. In this day and age it's it's old. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's that'll do it. Thanks cool. for listening. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And um, yes. after today, you are now allowed to celebrate Christmas. Marvin has given you, he has empowered you. you. But it's not technically Thanksgiving. When they're listening to it. When you're listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> you have, you've been approved. Maintain the illusion. <laughs> oh, my God. I Marvin broke the wall. You. you broke the fourth wall. Broke the fourth, <laughs> fourth wall. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Happy